0: Welcome to the long overdue episode of Regularly Occasionally Modding. I'm EpiSquid, and with me as always is Valen.
1: Yay! We're back! We're back.
0: (laughs) Now that the formalities of the intro are over, how how you been? It has been far too long.
1: I've been anxietous. I've been thinking it's Wednesday. We need to be doing rom Cut. No, we can't. We don't do it tonight. Ugh now we do
0: and then and then like i wagged not one but two weeks
1: hey you got to do what you got to do i no, mean no point I dwelling did, i
0: did have to go to work on one of the days but the other one i did have to be on holiday so it's a bit well, <laughs> it's like slightly different tone for each of the uh each of the sessions of ditching but you know
1: it, it falls in line with the title of the podcast so
0: yeah indeed <laughs> <laughs> we regularly, occasionally, actually doing uh, modding. I oh, know, doing modding. I meant discussing modding, podcasting. Oh, it's, it's
1: changed from rom to Rodham. <laughs> Rodham.
0: <laughs> We're regularly, occasionally discussing Minecraft.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing too that that works. <laughs> Welcome to Rodham Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that better or worse? I don't know. People can vote. Maybe for April Fools we'll change it to random or something. If we make it to April Fools. No, we'll make it. Every, once a week, every day, up till, up till then. But anyway, it was, it was good. It was fun being away. It's been a relaxing time where I spent way too much time looking at the source code for Minecraft 1.14, but hey, (laughs) it was fun and uh yeah what have you what have you been up to on while i've been away uh
1: well um i've been playing lots of mystical skies which i have to say it it's really my kind of mod pack because it's it's heavy magic and i i like the magic mods <laughs> um but it's also a really different kind of skyblock with uh hearthwell in there so i've been enjoying that but it's not just you're stuck on your own island so, you know, it's got like the midnight uh, dimension to explore as well as some other spots and stuff. So it, it's not just you're on your own little island. You can you can go exploring in you know, other dimensions, which is pretty cool. But um, obviously been working with Hearthwell in there because of that as well. Um, did a bit by bit on better portals, which was just really cool in general. It's something that people have often asked for since like vanilla portals ever came about um that's still in beta though and a lot of people have had a lot of uh questionable things to say about it but i mean hey it's it's the fact that it's working is really impressive um
0: is is that the one that allows you to just fly straight into the nether like if you're on an ultra yeah
1: Yeah, you just walk right in you can fly in you can walk in and stuff if you try pouring like a bucket of water on it or something it'll actually just like pour over it like it's solid though Ah
0: that's insane though like walking through yeah i don't even want to imagine (laughs) how you write that code that's incredible
1: (laughs) well a lot of people in the comments were also saying you know oh it looks a little bit laggy and i kept on saying through the video though it's because i've got like 12 portals open right now (laughs) 11 of which are going to the nether and one of which is going to the end and they're all within like a very small area but but it was quite impressive. And you can even have them like horizontal. So that oh, that's the thing. But, like um, a diving platform. Yeah. And, and I've been, uh, working on some bit by bits that I have yet to, uh, you know, actually finish the recording on, uh, of which we'll be talking about some of those. And I've been thinking about doing a quality of life bit by bit on just oh, like yeah. a list of mods again. I did one before. I think it's getting close to that time that I should do another one. Because a lot of people are finding that a lot of those mods are actually useful, and they don't just—they just don't necessarily know about them.
0: I—I I found this problem when I started doing DevCraft that I suddenly discovered there's like 500 different quality of life mods. So until that point, I'd been making my own packs for like a couple of friends in real life. I was the expert on the all things modern Minecraft when it came to that. And mm-hmm. so when I was assembling quality of life mods, it was like light level overlay reloaded. Um, inventory tweaks to sort my inventory and that was kind of it like i I didn't even add anything else after that and then i started assembling devcraft and i got some other people to help me out with that and they showed me some of the mods in the list and i got into the game and i'm like there are health bars above that pig there's (laughs) a f4 doesn't make the light level what makes the light level oh there's like four different buttons for it and they all change these things i'm like um uh, uh, okay uh, oh there's another button in my inventory now what does that do oh that sets the time today de- oh yeah it's it's easy to be overwhelmed by the 500 just suddenly finding 500 quality of life mods in your inventory and yeah not knowing what to do with them so i'm all for a quality of life bit by bit
1: and i i don't know how many times i've seen and I'm I'm not saying that what they're doing is wrong or not or whatnot, but I've seen several um like YouTubers or other content creators that they'll do something similar to that, like, here's my top ten for this or that or the other thing, and I'm like and then they do the same thing like every week. And I'm like, uh at what point does it just end up being like you're just kind of making a list of mods and it's not I don't know. I'd, I really want it to be like a good list, you know, of mods hmm. that are are cool for a pack. And they're just quality of life stuff that, that shouldn't change it too much. And then I might also toss it a few. At the end. I don't know. It was just something that I was thinking about. I thought people would appreciate it. A lot of people ask in the videos, you know, who's making what or what is that? What What is that mod that's doing that thing? Uh, <laughs>
2: oh,
1: yeah. I get yeah, that all the definitely. time.
0: <laughs> that's something i remember that's how i found funnily enough this will segue well this is how i found out about roots
2: mm-hmm.
0: um i was watching i hadn't played modern minecraft in gosh two three years and hadn't even played minecraft for that much time honestly but i came back at 1.10 at the 1.10 days and i was watching one of dial of 20s uh spotlights on probably rf tools or refined storage or something because mm-hmm. those are mods that were not around when i originally played <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was watching him flick through JEI and I saw, I think it must have been like a couple of the Wildwood armor screenshots and like the altar and the living tools. And I saw them and I went, that looks really cool. What's that from? And it took me like another month or so to eventually find out, oh, that's from Roots. I've got to try Roots out. And here I am today. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah. There is, uh, there is something to be said for seeing all of the random things that are on your screen when you're playing modern minecraft and then suddenly going wait why is there a pop-up box above your screen what is it pointing at why does it tell me how to harvest this thing what does it mean when it says required diamond when i'm holding a diamond (laughs) pickaxe
1: yeah it's one thing when you've got like your you might know jei and you can hover over a a block and it says what that mod is from and it's another thing when you accidentally press the k key and suddenly this weird three-dimensional square pops up in the middle of your screen and you're like what is that what i can't make it go away i don't remember what button i just accidentally pushed only to find out that it's like quarks like keep the block facing one direction button you know it's like oh my gosh you know it's so many weird things like that
0: <laughs> i would like i would like a mod that just unbinds every key except the in vanilla <laughs> oh. install a path <laughs> because my goodness the number of times i've pressed a button without knowing what's going on
1: I'm still going to make a request. If you make mods that use vanilla key bindings, don't.
0: <laughs> just just, don't. just don't. don't. Or even if you make a mod that uses key bindings, what what it, what is the key bindings doing? You have like a keyboard. I get. Like I know we have keyboards. I know that being PC users, the keyboards have so many buttons on them, and we can assign <laughs> every single one of them to an individual function. But mm. vanilla doesn't do that for a reason, and we shouldn't either. That's how I feel <laughs> about it. <laughs>
1: Hey, I mean, actually, I will call I will call out EnderIO as a good example. With the wrench, you can just That's sneak true. and rotate through, and it's got all these different settings on it. Didn't require any key bindings on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, there's there's lots of different ways to handle that. Like, I know, um, like Thermal, for example, it has one key binding for basically everything. So any mode setting option can be done through pressing v and i mm. think that is a good solution to it as well it's like if you're gonna have to use a keybind because let's face it that's a much more practical way to switch the power level on your tool try to just use one uh, yeah but I, then, I can the also think the of world.
1: i can think of three mods that use the v key right now already so just
0: do an <laughs> app everyone ping in the modded minecraft discord and let them know that you've reserved this keybind that's obviously the best option
1: oh that's rude that's that's rude it's
0: like this is my mine now stay off it <laughs>
1: i can then see then we can all the like, oh all the because hate merchandising
0: emojis modern minecraft keyboards we can like <clears throat> merchandise ones that have like replaced the letters of the keys with like the mod name on the key it's called so a stream deck key.
1: it's called stream deck that's yeah. just how it works yes let's do it <laughs> <laughs> so roots three now yes. it, it's out, right? Yes, it, it's it is in, out. It is. It's a- in beta.
0: It's in. It's in release, according to CurseForge. I don't know who decided that was a good idea.
1: I okay. um, <laughs> was,
0: but it, it's on release apparently.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, All right.
0: Honestly, the main reason for that was because I'm like, it has been in beta forever. I know it will still have bugs, but like, I don't want to put it up there and have people go, "Oh, but." but here's the beta version. And in Curse sorts it lower than Roots 2 in that circumstance, which would not be ideal for people looking for the latest version of the mod installing Roots 2 and being like, there's lots of bugs in it.
1: Well, al- allow me to actually clear things up for people that might be listening. Uh, and yes. that is, if you're interested listening. in seeing Roots 3, don't search Roots 3, search Roots. That's the one that it is. It's just plain Roots, latest version that's Roots 3. It's had an update. It is not compatible with the other versions of Roots, except maybe is it compatible with the animals? The zoo? Um, no. It's it—it's not so
0: much. Co- it is compatible with Ember Roots Zoo, if you have that. And it's compatible with Roots Classic, if you have that. But they don't, like, use any of the same things. Like, if you have Roots and you have uh-huh. Ember Roots Zoo, you'll just have two, twice as many deer spawning. yeah. So,
1: all that and you venison. also
0: don't have purple sprouts in um ember roots though, do you mm. there's no aubergine sprouts but we're already know. getting off topic into a thing that people might not know about what roots <laughs> or, well, what aubergine sprouts because i just realized those aren't actually out yet but that's all right wait are they
1: i did not I see know. any in my wanderings but i have only seen a few a few sprouts so far
0: I can't remember if Newbie released the version that had Aubergine Sprouts, but we'll we'll find out. They're not out. Okay, I've been informed. I've been informed they're not out. I apologize (laughs) for exciting you all with Aubergine Sprouts.
1: Something to look forward to, spoilers.
0: Yeah, coming soon, TM. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, so the way that... I wanted to do the roots update it's similar to thorncraft like the current version of thorncraft is thorncraft 6 but if you want to play thorncraft just search thorncraft yeah it's the same thing with roots it's going to be the same thing with embers embers 2 is just the next version of embers it's going to be on curseforge when it gets there but yeah roots is here and it's uh fantastic i
1: i, I I'm, say so myself i'm liking the update so far i'm liking it very All much so,
0: what what's your what's your favorite thing about the update so far? Do you have a particular favorite thing?
1: I'd, I will say, and i I don't mean this wrong, but I really like the armor and weapons coming mm. back. It's it and they feel good. They feel good. I like the changes in the uh, to them and how they feel competitive and very useful. I, feel,
0: I think we actually nerfed wildwood armor from one ten if I remember correctly. I might be wrong about that. But, yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, I think, I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast or if we already talked about it um, in person on a DevCraft stream or something. But I really felt one of the issues with Roots in older versions, and this is just a natural issue with making Minecraft mods, is it was really hard to tell what was a tangible benefit for the mod. Like, when you open up JEI and you're browsing through what is Roots, you see a bunch of dusts and you saw like a campfire and a wooden stick. And that kind of
1: and books. isn't as
0: compelling. Yeah, and books. Lots of books. Books everywhere.
1: You get books and, and like flowers block. in the chest, and you're like, wait, what?
0: Yeah, exactly, right? So you're like, what is he, this mod? What am I doing with it? And by the time you got into it, you already felt like you were behind. But what we really wanted to do with Ruth 3 was have wildwood armor and sylvan armor and the living tools all come back so that when you get into the mod you're like oh this is the cool gear i could get because that's mm. one of the things at least i notice when i'm playing magic mods like i'll open up astral sorcery and i'll be like oh look at that cool wand i want it it's like much more tangible to me than oh look at that 1000 perks perk tree <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> something you could search in jai
1: <laughs> it's true it's true uh, i so. will say that those were probably my my top things but not there's still more that i like one i did really appreciate that the sylvan armor got buffed a bit so that it's actually practical to use and not like the equivalent of leather armor or something like that it it's it's good it makes you feel like you could actually go adventuring with it uh if you so wanted but i really liked um some of the uh the, the way that some of the spells work together specifically i thought um what was it uh, the crazy regrowth one that like grows all crops in an area plus the harvest spell plus the automatic uh, mag- magnetism spell that picks everything up instantly in a large radius you just like rotate through those three on one wand and, <laughs> and you are like this farming machine and it is amazing I was like oh this is great and I, the synergy that was it I love the synergy of some of the things like that was, was really nice really nice touch I
0: had not thought of doing that but that's amazing yeah that's like that's incredible. I can just imagine that your inventory would be full within about two minutes.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And I was like, look, this is great. I can actually like remake the ingredients that I'm needing to grow just like that. And this is great. This is working perfect. And then I had tons of extra stuff. Wild Wheat Bread. Wild Wheat. Oh, uh, yeah. Wild
0: Wheat Bread. <laughs> I, love, I love the name Wild Wheat. I spent so much time trying to come up with the name, like the pun names for the various... <laughs> the various plants, so, like, um, the dugonia was originally going to be dugonia spelt like dugon-onia, <laughs> <laughs> but th- thankfully my wife pointed me in the right direction, and was like, <laughs> that is not going to be recognized by people. Most people don't know what a dugong is, and then you put it randomly in a word, good luck. <laughs> like, wheat is wildebeest, and ah, uh, I love them. They're great names <laughs> in my opinion.
1: Uh, see, I, I imagine it's it's say like uh, wheat uh, instead of wheat as oh, yeah. well. Wheat. Just, wheat. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> uh, that's great. Or or is it wild wheat? You know, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's all on how you want to spell it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. or or pronounce it really. But uh, it's it's been it's been good so far. I'm liking it. I I'm understand glad. that this isn't the end of all content for it though.
0: No, this is is one of those things where this first version still has, I want to argue, more content, though some people have very specific parts of content from Roots 1 and 2 that aren't in there that they wish were. But overall, there's more content in Roots 3 than there has been in any Roots mod at any one given time. So I'm pretty happy with that. But the... Roots 3 roadmap which I kind of want to make a bit more public at some point. I know a lot of people have been asking as they've been since it's been out for a couple of weeks now cuz originally this podcast was going to air the same day that Roots 3 got released or a couple of days after, but now it's uh, airing like 3 weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, because of that a lot of people are actually reaching kind of an end point in Roots where they're like what are you guys going to do next. So there's a lot of things we want to do and most of it's centralized around the kind of six main categories of herbs where you've got uh, parescia meaning fairies Moon Glow being twilight so kind of that's gonna go off into some more of the dark arts of druidry
2: mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm.
0: elementals which are the four elemental herbs and that that's gonna be a lot of fun i think the elemental soil is going to be pretty cool in the next update that's one of the things i that really been sinking some time into it was going to be for the main roots version when we did the first release but i didn't have time so i ended up releasing roots and then the day afterwards making all of the elemental soil changes which was kind of hilarious
2: <laughs> um,
0: they're pretty cool though cooking your potatoes when you're uh, plant after planting them is pretty neat
1: can you elaborate so, on that but because you make it sound like i'm throwing them in a furnace no
0: so <laughs> Basically, each of the elemental soils has a specific buff which scales, um, and will scale with the number of elementals around when elementals are implemented. But for now, each elemental soil has a specific buff to it. So, fire soil will cook anything that grows on it, one seed, so you don't accidentally cook all of your potatoes and then can't replant them. and that works with simple harvest and ender core, actually. It actually works with the right click to harvest mods. It'll automatically replant it and the rest of everything else will be cooked. Um, Neat. Then there's. Um, I think it's earth soil that. Yeah, earth soil gives fertility. So it makes the plant grow faster. Uh, air soil increases the number of the plant you get it might be earth and air or the other way around i switched a few of them recently so i can't remember the exact order <laughs> uh, of course talking about my own mod and having no idea what's going on um air soil will increase the number of drops you get so it just gives a chance to multiply the drops and water soil is self-harvesting huh. so what it will do is when the plant fully grows it will harvest it replant it and drop the drops below the soil so if you had like a hopper underneath your soil like a block gap between the soil and the hopper it would drop all the items into the hopper and you can have an automatically harvesting water soil
1: so wait what if you don't have anything below it is it just gonna like throw items into the ground okay
0: just throw items into the void so yeah uh pretty cool overall It does also mean this works on the actual elemental soil crops that you have to grow, things like Dagonia and stuff, but it works on any crop. So little known fact of the elemental soils is they can actually grow any crop, and that's kind of why this was one of the things I really wanted to make happen, because if these elemental soils are just make fire soil to put fire on, make water soil to put water on, it kind of just sucked. But now that they do (laughs) special things... It's like, okay, well, I need them for this purpose, but also they serve like a utilitarian purpose as well. So that's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited to see that.
1: Me too. That sounds neat.
0: Yeah. There's also a new spell um, in the next version. So you'll be able to freeze water and freeze lava into obsidian, which is exciting.
1: Nice. But also
0: if you use iron boots to modify it, you give yourself an effect, which means that everything around you freezes when you stand on.
1: Oh, I did notice that one of the current spells does have the additional effect. What is it? The uh, the gas cloud one. You can add yeah, in a, can... the fire effect as well.
0: Yeah. So there's you... going to be a lot more modifiers coming.
1: Oh, um, good. But... I was like, I like the idea of modifiers, especially if there's different ones and they can't be stacked. You know, like you yeah, have to make so... a choice of one or the other. It's that, gonna that's going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah
0: it's gonna be real cool um especially considering that modifiers theoretically could make it so that you require a full apothecary pouch to uh cast a spell but you know (laughs) well in theory because every every modifier can add a new herb to the requirement so you can end up in a scenario where you need like nine herbs to cast a single spell (laughs) right (laughs) um But there's also going to be a lot more mundane modifiers. Ideally, I want to kind of mimic the potion system in vanilla a little bit with Glowstone having one effect and Redstone having another. And Mm. for people who remember Roots Classic, that was also an effect. So, yeah, there's a lot of things to be able to do with that.
1: I do Um, remember that, yeah, because you could add in modifiers to either lengthen the spell or make it stronger or you could do a little bit of both or... Yeah. There was a lot
0: of spell tinkering in Roots 1, which yeah. I think Roots 2... I don't think Lost, Elu always had it planned, but just didn't have a particular way he wanted to implement it. So it just didn't quite happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing that we're really looking forward to, I don't know when this one is, but the we're going to have an interface for the staff that's a little bit better because currently the infinite number of spells and then having to have like six different staffs just to carry them all around... It's just a bit painful. So the new staff will have like an inventory where you can keep all of your spells, and then you have like a quick select of five different spells you can flick between. Hmm. Neat. So yeah, you only need to make one druid staff now, ideally.
1: That's cool. Hey, I was yeah. wondering, is there going to be like a, a quick pickup into the alchemical pouch of the that... specific ingredient vials?
0: See. I was thinking about that while we were chatting a few minutes ago and I'm like, that sounds fantastic. And then I'm like, wait, hang on, I have no idea how to code it. So no promises.
2: <laughs> uh, fair
0: I might enough. need to look at my IDE for a little bit and then make a decision.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking for miracles here.
0: <laughs> no. I've been I've been too focused on one fourteen really, which is hilarious. I worked on the new spell and I worked on the which actually has a potion effect icon as well, which is pretty cool. So you can actually tell how long it's going to last. It's not just some indefinite particle effect. And then suddenly it disappears and you fall into lava. But it's really good for exploring the nether. Like I've never realized how much I want a spell. that can allow me to just run freely around the nether until I had this one. I'm like, man, it's great that I fell into that lava pit and didn't die because I landed with obsidian. <laughs> I like, get it's a, it's a nice change of pace. <laughs> That's good. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of really cool things with that um, that we have planned. And that's just like, those are just small changes that we want to do. Ideally, there'll be a lot more spells. There'll be a lot more rituals. The progression will definitely, there'll definitely be a focus on kind of a broad progression, much less of this, I'm just going to beeline for an end game. Everything is pointing to one point. It's much more of multiple paths you can choose from, lots of replayability.
1: Should be good fun. I am curious. This is a big question here. Hmm. How far do you intend on going on one twelve with roots so, three? This
0: this is a question that has come up many, many times in our dev chats, especially between Newbie and I, who have this week for some reason just really been struggling to have standard conversations where we both like take less than five minutes to realize that we're saying yes we agree on the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But most most of those chats have been discussing when is the right time to go no more one twelve or one fourteen, and after messing around with porting last week, and now that I kind of know what both versions are like, I want to stick on one twelve for quite a while. Still, um, one fourteen is definitely functional. One fourteen without fluids is perfectly fine, so we could port it. There's nothing stopping us, mm-hmm. but I would much prefer that we wait a little bit longer. Forge Sable's not even out yet, so it's not like the flag, of "Let's go, let's all start porting," has been waved. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's still in the early stages, mostly testing. It would be good to have more things to test, and I want to play 114 roots. I was playing 114 last night, and I was like, "This is fantastic." Why do I not have roots? But
2: <laughs> it would fit I in. Think, <laughs>
0: The thing is it won't take that long to port i don't think based on my current experience 114 is mostly all the names are backwards but otherwise it's pretty straightforward if your mod has been made in a relatively like relatively new which roots has Mm -hmm. um but so in that because it doesn't look like it'd be that hard to port for now i want to keep working on it on 112 and keep getting more updates and keep pushing out changes and then as mods start to roll out for 112, so 114, start pushing to 114. Um, yeah, it would be good to get a 114 version of Roots available, and then any time a change in 112 is made, also update 114. I'm just waiting until I kind of have a bit of time to do the big first port of 114 for Roots, and then come back and do 112. Like, I've almost finished Mystical World porting. So that kind of gives you an idea of how long it takes to do these things. Cool. To be fair, I did have like a week off where I could spend half a day every day sitting in the sun and working on 114 boarding. So that kind of (laughs) helped. I bet. (laughs) Yeah, that that sped up development a bit. It's like getting a full time modding job is successfully Mm. very successful for uh, producing mods
2: quickly. But yes, Roots
0: yeah, so Three is not being abandoned on 112. We're not just releasing this version and then Elemental Soil changes and then being like, "All right, off to 114. We'll see you in another six months." <laughs> so, I don't think newbie would let me if anything else. If I decided to go crazy like that, I think he would just steal the mod and take care of it for me because I need to. I need to be told to have a rest and think about my actions. So, there you go.
1: Well, I noticed you had in here something about the development process for it. Uh, now, beside currently, I understand it to be you sitting on a beach. Um.
0: <laughs> I was actually sitting on a couch on a patio because uh, I didn't want uh, sunburnt. But apart from that, it was it was pretty close. So, Very so, similar.
1: So perhaps <laughs> you, you'd care to elaborate? Because short of sitting on the couch, then enjoying your your time off, what uh, what it is was- it that you have that you do there?
0: It was a huge amount of back and forth that the working on Roots 3, and the reason I wrote down that it would be fun to chat about the development process, is that it was a really interesting experience for me from when I started on it by myself after chatting to Ellison and being like, hey, don't just throw all your mods away. They're causing you stress. I'll have a look at them for you. And it was like, oh, all right. And actually, that conversation went quite differently to that. That's a summary. (laughs) And it was one of those things where at first the vision I had for Roots 3 was mishmash of Roots 1 and 2 content, put it out there. Then it evolved a bit more. I wanted to incorporate Mystical World and Mystical Lib because they could all work together. I saw Ember Roots 2 was super successful because... Mod pack makers especially really love the ancient golem and the fairies and the sprites. Like they have fantastic mobs. It'd be great to have them. So it all kind of started out as this like hodgepodge of random ideas related to Ellison's mods in general. And after I eventually got Ellison's library mod he made to a standard that I felt could be made public, because Elu had not at all intended for it to go public originally. So it was coded in a way that you code your like most regrettable code. It's like when you, you're you just like I had to get this assignment done on time so I just like threw things at the wall until it worked, submitted it, I passed and now I delete it off my computer and we never talk about it again. That's kind of the attitude that the code had. <laughs> and now that it's gotten this far where like Mart came on board and helped out for a bit so suddenly I had to document my code. And then Newbie came on board, and then I think we have, like, seven people who've been working on Roots now. It's huge. Like, not just Roots, a lot of mods relating to Roots, but there's seven people I'd consider the core of it. Like, we have two people doing textures for it now. I was, like, the wheat texture is one I made by recoloring Thatch to a slightly golden color. Like, (laughs) we've come a long way since that amazing texturing capability that I had. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's been fantastic and i've really really loved working on it and the whole process behind it but it was definitely very long like it was this time last year i got a notification the other day that i set up my Patreon, and i set up my patron a couple of days after getting Elson's mods because i was like oh this will help me work on that and i'd been working on Ender IO for a while as well so I'm now a year after I originally started on Roots and Mystical Lib and World and it's finally out and it feels it feels good. It feels real good. Okay. <laughs> that's that's the development process. You yeah. keep keep doing something for a whole year, keep pushing yourself to do it, invite more people to help you out because you've already taken on way more work than you have the ability to achieve. Mm-hmm. And then newbie carries you until you finish the mod.
2: So well,
1: <laughs> I like how, how newbie got like, just like thrown in there at the end. It. <laughs> the newbie carries. I you. mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like part of it as well. I I think towards the, like in the last six months, cause I remember we chatted at the start of the year about and we were talking about it and we're like, Oh, let's see which of our, your mod pack or, Roots 3, which will come out first. Hmm. And at the start of the year, that seemed like a reasonable thing. I was thinking genuinely Roots was kind of ready. And after I finished up Superior Shields and went to put Roots out, I started looking at it and I'm like, oh, I'll go polish this. So I polished something a little bit, polished something else a little bit. Then Newbie came along and was like, we're polishing the whole mod. And I went, oh, all right. And it means the mod is much more finished. I really, really like how it's turned out. The documentation is very consistent now. As far as I'm concerned, it's quite understandable. And we've not received too many questions in the Discord going, Hey, I don't understand how roots work. Please send help. Um, meanwhile, Embers gets continuous questions about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um That's always been a thing.
0: <laughs> like we spent oh gosh, we spent at least three months building patchouli documentation, JEI documentation, tooltips in the OneProbe and Whaler, like the integration in Roots for release day, and there's Craft tweaker stuff, and I think Newbie just finished the Craft documentation. Like, there was a lot of time put into polishing it and making it ready for people to put in packs and mess around with it and learn by themselves. I think that time was worth being spent, and Newbie did a lot of that stuff. He also encouraged a lot of reworks of some of the base mechanics to make them easier. Like, the Grove Stone was his idea. Mm-hmm. Um, much better way, because originally... Like, imagine doing the um, crafting of runestone in in the pyre. Like, every single... Like, the way you craft the herbs, where you get, like, three at a time. Mm -hmm. With, like, a ritual. Imagine that for every crafting rest to be in the mod. No. Yeah, no. At first, I was like, this is a good idea. Let's not have an altar and a pyre. But the mod kind of got bigger during development, and the not having a separate altar and pyre set up just became a mess. It was not maintainable, so there was a lot of delays during due to things like we should change this or we should fix that but overall I'm, I'm really happy with how it ended up me too and it came out within a year of starting to work on it so that's progress
1: and it still has plenty more cool content to come
0: So, hopefully, much of that will be on 112, though secretly, I hope that most of it will be on 114 because I want to play 114 more, not because I'm like, (laughs) let's all push there. Tomorrow is Roots 3, 114, let's go. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. And just to clarify, Embers 2 will not take as long to get to a state of being released. Um, It's already been worked on a little bit now, actually. It's official, it's real.
1: Well, uh, I don't know. I think we'll see when that time comes. That's true. <laughs> I shouldn't make any promises. <laughs> to be fair, part part of
0: the issue with roots is it did take me six months to get mystical lib to a point at which I was like, "This is acceptable. I can I can handle working with this. This is allowed." Um. Meanwhile, embers two is already being worked on because mystical lib is already at said acceptable point and on one fourteen at an acceptable point.
1: I think that you've got plenty going on, and there's no need to to commit yourself to that stress just yet. No,
0: I'm committing myself. Embers it. 2, it'll be out in some shorter amount of time than Roots 3. There we you go. Hear that? Yeah, I, I can do
1: that. Epic has just commit himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be committed. <laughs> yeah. All right. In a year's time,
0: when we're recording the 100th, 50th? I don't know how we spoke, 50th-ish episode of the ROM podcast. <laughs> People will quote this episode, and they'll be like, Squid, you said Embers 2 would be out. Why isn't it out? And I'll be like, I've released Superior Shields with far more updates. The <laughs> other thing that delayed 3 was 3. you is be like, sudden urge to make Superior Shields.
1: I added a new slanty block to block Craftery. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Everybody wanted it. It
0: was by popular demand. People are like Embers... <laughs> i've got a, i've got a few incentives to get embers two done faster so i'm hoping that it'll it'll happen i'm hoping that'll happen a lot quicker at least
1: <laughs> well i feel um, that you you and your team have all learned from the roots three experiment uh, i might call it i mean you guys were yeah. kind of like all built what you have as you went including the team itself So I think you've got a lot more already uh, going for you in this case. Well, having an
0: artist at the start has been incredibly helpful. Like I was working on, um, I've made a tool now for adding the tools to the mod and there's like five new ores in mystical world on 114, and the ores all have textures. Every item for them has textures. They all have a knife texture. They all have full armor sets. And I'm like, that would have taken me weeks. Like, When I was originally wanting to work on embers, that wouldn't have happened. I would have just gone, you know what, screw it. We only need copper. That's the only ore we need, (laughs) because I already have textures (laughs) for that. But now I have a full set of new, up-to-date, 114-style textures. It's just fantastic.
1: And who's the artist again?
0: uh, So, for Roots, most of the art has been done by Galaxy, And for embers, most of the art has been done by Volp. So... They're, they're fantastic art peoples, and they are making my life so much easier. So thank you to them.
1: There you go. Cool stuff.
2: Mm. Oh.
0: So we've now managed to make it through, I think, three dot points on our podcast schedule. Uh huh. So and yeah, the, this the, is what the, happens when we don't record for two weeks.
1: <laughs> dot point number four makes me wonder here because it, it seems to be contradictory to what you were just saying. One four oh. one fourteen three porting has been going amazingly, but
0: it, it has been. But you've not touched roads,
1: right? But you were saying, you know, you were looking at it and you are like, yeah, I am going to stick on <laughs> one <So>, twelve.
0: The <laughs> so, reason for sticking on one twelve is for the players more than it is for the development. From right. a development standpoint, I want to be done with one twelve. One twelve is de- like, oh. I am with it you. So, I get you. So painful.
2: Hmm. Uh,
0: but one one fourteen is really really easy to develop on. So, for example, I should go and see if I can find the number of changes I made. But if I remember correctly, mystical lib has only had a reduction in the number of lines of code since it hit one fourteen. Wait, what? Which
1: that yeah, that's illegal? It has,
0: <laughs> yeah, there's less code. Uh, there's a couple of things I had to rework entirely. Which was a bit painful, but because I had the time to do it, it was alright. Um and yeah, root it's now a much better library mod. It's one I fully understand, which is very helpful. The only thing on one fourteen that we don't have yet is structure generation. So there's no thatcher like thatch huts, there's no barrows, and you know what? I don't know when those are happening because I don't understand structures in one twelve. So <laughs> understanding them in one fourteen is a whole whole thing. <laughs>
1: so uh yeah, that's right. no, That's for newbie. Change. That's that's for newbie.
0: Yeah, that's newbie's problem. Yeah. Yep. There you New, go. Newbie can learn structures.
2: <laughs>
0: um, look, newbie made the structures. I would like newbie to be responsible for the structures, and that is all I have to say.
1: Yep. I can support this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what 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 are some of the cool things in dev at the moment in one fourteen three?
0: Yes, one fourteen three dev. So we actually have. Um, I know Mart has started working on one of his mods and Firefly. And it looks really cool. I'm really hoping Firefly magic takes off when when it gets released. Basically using Fireflies to do magic. Kind of simple, straightforward magic mod. Um and then not Roots, but another mod that's been worked on and been teased a bit in the Roots Discord is uh Druid Crunch. I should remind you that it is not Roots. It is a separate style Druidic magic mod. But it is Really cool, really good looking. Vulp's been doing all the textures for that. Um, It's their mod and they're very very excited about it. Those have been things we've been working on with that. But also, Mystical World has a bunch of new ores. I've tried to make each individual metal have actually noteworthy stats on it so that you're not just going, oh, I found this metal, I'll just make armor out of it because they're all the same, really. (laughs) So, Lead is better for armor, but worse for tools, but really good for axes and then silver is really good for enchantability and is very fast for attacks so it's good for knives quicksilver is going to be fun as well because that's infinite durability it does not break when you hit something but because quicksilver is mercury and therefore liquid at room temperature (laughs) it slowly drips away over time So your tools will randomly lose durability, so maybe they'll last a long time. Maybe they won't last very long at all, but you won't know. <laughs> we'll just be wandering around wandering around, and you'll be fighting a zombie and then suddenly all your armor will fall off. Yeah, um, yeah so that's the fun fun happenings of Mystical World for 114 so far. Uh, okay, all right. Um, Embers 2 is happening on one fourteen a bit. I've started getting some of the base code required to make that happen. But, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a slow process. I'm very happy with how far I've come in a very short period of time. Like, we have lib and world and two more mods working now. But uh, we'll see how things go from there.
1: And all this without fluid combat.
0: Yeah, well, part of the, the main thing holding me back working on Embers at the moment is the lack of fluids because for anyone who's played embers or processing and fluids are very important to embers. So there's plenty to do without it, but I think it would be nice just to know, okay, everything's here. If I start working on it, I'm not just suddenly going to hit a wall that I can't get past until forge adds fluids. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, there's not a lot of a need for fluids in most mods, or at least most magic mods. Um, and to go with that,
2: Minecraft excluded. Minecraft <laughs> <yeah, laughs> excluded. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um,
0: but if I was to port Roots, the biggest issue wouldn't actually be porting the mod itself. Most of Roots' mechanics are actually very simple, and where possible, separated from the base Minecraft code. So we don't have to stress too much about oh, they updated X tiny thing. Now I have to rewrite all of Roots. But well, Jen. World Gen has been the biggest bugbear of mine on 1.14. I just, it's gone from me having a slight understanding to having no understanding of what's going on. So (laughs) that's going to be fun. I think fluids just don't exist, but that's a thing that'll be fixed eventually. Um, Not having metadata, that was easy because we knew about, we weren't planning our mods around not having, around having metadata. But World Gen, World Gen is the thing that is the weirdest change. Oh, and villagers, villagers. Really.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess they are. They, they did get a little bit weird. <laughs>
0: yeah, like I hadn't played one fourteen as well, which didn't help. So I was yeah. trying to read through the villager code. I'm like, what do you mean the villagers don't have a trade here? How do I add a trade to a villager? And then I started playing one fourteen, and no villagers would trade with me. And I went, why won't you trade with me, you stupid villagers? Why are you shaking your head at me? And after a, after a bit of googling, finally worked out that uh, they don't have jobs. I'm like, oh. Villages are really different. And then I opened up the GUI and I was like, wow. <laughs> villages are really different.
1: Yeah, you just have to uh-huh. kill you just have to kill enough of them until the rest of them figure out that they got they, they better start trading or else, you know, they're gonna get what's coming.
0: Um <laughs> I was I was told like workstations and give them jobs. Well but I guess that'll I guess, work too. You know. <laughs> villager genocide is an alternative choice. <laughs> 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 um Yeah. So yeah. Well, well, Gen on 114 is definitely like everything in 114 is simple. There's there's nothing on 114 so far where I've gone, boy, I wish I could just do this the old way. Like making a sword now, I don't have to like copy the sword code and modify it slightly so that it can be my sword code and then make my sword. Now I can just make a regular sword and it works. It's a huge difference and it makes everything so much faster to develop. And every time I go back to 112, I'm like, "Ugh." so much extra code
1: <laughs> um,
0: but it I'm also a... boots faster that i can say
1: yeah i i, I keep getting told about that but yeah, I, well, i've
0: tested it now and it works
1: I, I keep holding out that once they add in whatever they need to add in to get fluids working in forge then we can find out if it actually boots fast.
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's fair um, yeah. <laughs> but everything in one fourteen is simpler like it, it also is named better It's a small change, but well, it's a small change that breaks all of my code, but it's a small change, (laughs) Uh, but it's a nice change. Like when I'm going, oh, what does this thing do? It's got an actually reasonable and suitable name for it. That makes sense that I can like understand and use like the difference between a block state and a shears item, as we've discussed before is one is a type of item and one is a like useful complicated concept that can be used to design parts of the mod Mm -hmm. so yeah it's really really fun working on one fourteen, honestly and it's been kind of relaxing
1: there's something cathartic
0: about just getting rid of red squiggly lines in your code
1: (laughs) I, i can understand that i can understand that you know talking about Uh, the issues you're having with World Gen makes me think about the first one that you've got listed there under Modding Now.
0: Yes, Modding Now segment is returning. Uh, It's going to be fantastic. I'm very excited to announce that we are late to the party of the Biomso planning update. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I thought it was good to talk about because, first of all, a World Gen mod updating that quickly to 1.14... Uh, I'm pretty excited and I know towards the end of 112, a lot of people were moving away from using Biome So Plenty and trying to use Traverse instead because everyone was like Biome So Plenty adds all of this random stuff that I don't need
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then in the inevitable way that the internet works for 114, Biome So Plenty the developer decided I'm going to remove all of the random stuff that this mod probably doesn't need and then the internet complained about it Alan. <laughs> the internet complaint.
1: I'm out of the loop on this. Fill me in.
0: So basically what happened is uh if I can find the Reddit post, because that has many, many more things about it in there.
1: I missed the Reddit post on it. How did I miss the Reddit post on
0: it? You that? missed the Reddit post. I'll send it to you on Discord. But basically, when it got released there should be a change login <sighs> new CurseForge <sighs> <laughs> rest in peace old CurseForge good CurseForge
1: uh, I do miss Curse it forge I, that worked well. it's so difficult to search things now I have to go back to the main screen to search I can't just click in a search bar at the top anymore I, I, I has a sad
0: this is just so
1: <laughs> rest in pepperonis <laughs>
0: So they removed a bunch of different biomes and they removed a bunch of different blocks and they removed a bunch of just random things. Like, remember how it spawned uh, gem ores in certain biomes? Yes. Like amethyst and topaz and stuff. That's all gone. They removed glacier biome, lush deserts, land of lakes, mountain, quagmire, bamboo forest, coral reef, a bunch of other biomes. They removed all of the various kinds of um, like extra planks and bamboo and a couple of other wood blocks they removed bunch of other different things biome essence or the I think the butterfly um butterfly wings and other such weird things that the mod had that I didn't even know how you got that's all gone
2: <laughs>
0: and the internet was very upset, and I don't understand why
1: <laughs>
0: I don't like,
1: like change no. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, first of all, if there's going to be a time to make that sort of change, do it when a new version comes out. Like, 1.14 is out. You now have the option to go, let's have this blank slate and build up from here. And so they did. I think that was a really smart move. It was the right time to do it. But I think also, now we have Biomes are plenty, I can use this in any mod pack and have just biomes that are happening. I don't have to be thinking about having hundreds of biomes that are almost exactly the same as the previous biome. I don't have like coral reefs and stuff overlapping with vanilla Minecraft coral reefs, mm-hmm. which I think, frankly, some people might have forgotten got added by vanilla Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and there's so many other things like that. Like the spring water is the one I think that most people are upset about. That was an amazing block.
1: I do see that, yeah.
0: Um, and while I like that, they also, like, you know, if you're going to add Spring Water back, add it in a different mod. Like, I don't see a need for it to be in Biomes O' Plenty itself. One of my gripes with Biomes O' Plenty, which I didn't have with Traverse, is if I spawned in a specific biome and I was like, oh, I need some cut grass so that I can do something in Batania or something,
2: <laughs> yeah, good
0: luck, Biomes O' Plenty grass all the way. Or like, oh, I just want some dirt real quick. Oh no, now I've got some random Biomes of Plenty dirt. Like, I appreciate the idea behind that and making this huge world. And like, yeah, because it's a Biomes of Plenty world, it kind of fits within Biomes of Plenty. But it makes like certain spawns just impossible to work with. Uh And like Vanilla Minecraft added a bunch of new flowers as well so removing flowers kind of makes sense i really think that streamlining the mod was a good idea like regardless of the controversy i'm all for streamlining the mod
1: i i totally approve of that as well i mean there's a certain point that sometimes you make the mod so uh i hesitate to use the word bloated but you can make it really big and like you said, when you switching up to a new sir new um new version, it what better time to say, you know what? Let's cut it down to the minimum and then rebuild it with the things that people want or like, and then I don't have to have all this extra stuff that might cause issue or that people weren't enjoying or or that I don't even wanna do <laughs> mm. you know, be if, if you're the dev or something like that. I, I I think it's a really good good way to go. And I I do like how Biomes of Plenty has been looking. In fact, I was uh, testing it out with like the Mischief Hunter pack, just to see how it was working in comparison to Traverse, and it's fantastic. But with all the other stuff that I had going on, it kind of wasn't working for me <laughs> yeah. in, in some of the ways like you were saying. And I'm like, mm, okay, I, I might have to drop it. That that's sad, you know, because I really like a lot of the biomes, but. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you just, it it breaks up the cohesion that it might have with other mods for a mod pack experience.
0: It's I really missed it in more recent playthroughs when I've been having Traverse instead. Mm -hmm. And that's just because for a bit of time we had the kind of, 112 has been around long enough now that we've had Hipster 112 as well as 112. We've had like 112 where everyone's going, oh, we've got to use all of the, really basic uh you know we got to use all of the brand new mods everything like that astro sorcery became big because of that roots and embers were in that group as well then we got all of the mods are out for 112 now we just go back to our normal style the other side again where we're like oh we can't use biomes O plenty because it's in every pack let's use traverse or oh we can't use thermal because it's in every pack let's use i don't know gadgetry when that worked mm-hmm. like three years ago like <laughs> Or, like, Greg Tech has become massive in the last few mod packs because it's just a different way of doing tech, and now it seems awful to do tech without microcrafting. Um, I've red- been reading through a lot of Reddit threads that seem to think <laughs> this at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. like, OmniFactory and Greg Tech New Horizons and everything, there's been a lot of packs pushing the Greg Tech style of play.
1: And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know playing the ddss pack it's like microcrafting for (laughs) microcrafting's sake is not is not the way to go (laughs) yeah mine with
0: a giant craft next to it's not my style of minecraft (laughs) um but yeah i think seeing biomes have plenty come out and removing some of the features makes me really want to use it again because i love the style i love the look i feel like the biomes are actually distinct in a way that minecraft biomes always feel like they should be The vanilla Minecraft biomes don't have cohesion. Like, you walk from one biome to the other, and you're like, "Oh, there's a desert next to this ocean. That makes sense." Like, or "Oh, look, there's a tiger biome and desert." All right, sure, but they don't flow into each other. (laughs) Traverse—it's almost forgettable walking between them. And I love that when I'm playing vanilla plus packs because it doesn't feel like I've overwhelmed my world. Mm -hmm. But when I'm playing modded, like when I'm playing really heavy modded packs, I love. wandering through these biomes that feel so distinct that i could be like oh no i want to start building this giant redwood forest (laughs) like and i know one of the ones that i will miss from the removed list was the deadlands biome um i think it was the deadlands it's kind of like a spooky dark forest with like blackwood planks and stuff like that from the trees and such and while i love that totally respect the author for not including it 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 just doesn't fit with the rest of the biome and they can they can add whatever biomes they want they can remove whatever biomes they want ominous Woods—that's the name mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think they have the, every right to decide i don't want this biome anymore i don't think it fits within the mod and if you're going to do it do it at the start of 114 no one's going to care when everyone else updates to 114 that biomes are plenty, is missing a few biomes. <laughs> People aren't just suddenly going to be like, oh, guess we throw it out the window because there's no other biome, or like, oh, they've th- removed my favorite biome, or the variants of dirt. Oh, I can't deal with it. I don't have five types of dirt filling up my inventory now.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of biomes, let's, let's go with underwater ones with yes the the next one there Uh, now i haven't actually checked this out i mean i've got the page pulled up i'm gonna put it in in chat here so that people can see it as well um but it looks interesting can you tell me a bit about this from what you already know
0: so i've not played it yet unfortunately i've not had much time to play around with it but i saw it on reddit the other day as a announcement and it looks pretty cool it's basically an expansion on the vanilla Minecraft mechanics to do with underwater, uh, the new underwater stuff. And it looks really pretty. I was just excited because I saw that not only is the Nautilus an item in Minecraft, but it has now got a mob thanks to this mod. Like, mm-hmm. done. I was sold on that. Um uh,
1: it's, it's called sorry, Upgrade Aquatic, it. for those that are curious. Upgrade Aquatic. Yes, Upgrade sorry. Aquatic. I saw it get
0: posted in the chat, and I saw it on my on the Watch page, and then completely <laughs> forgot to actually say the name. But they have a lot of cool things planned. It looks really pretty. And I'm all for mods that expand the ocean. Like, so excited to see more stuff in the ocean.
1: Yep. Um, yep yep i am a little
0: triggered right now because last night i was playing minecraft and i encountered my first drowned and said drowned had a spear <laughs> sorry a, spear, a trident oh. um and it murdered, it murdered my horse as i was riding back to my house
1: yeah trident boys are good like that yeah
0: i was so sad I, I took a few minutes to cry i was not ready for that um so yeah drowned is now a trigger word for me at this point <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you know it's a thing you just need to do those underwater beacons now i can't even remember what they're called um conduits thank you i remember
0: because it's a trigger word now because and <laughs> <laughs> conduits are gonna be super confusing vanilla van- mm. from vanilla gonna be super confusing to ender io players so there you go
1: mm, i hadn't even thought about that mm, we were I- we
0: were thinking for a time of changing the conduits name to the german word for conduits um, I
1: can't remember what the word was now, okay. but... <laughs> I about to say, I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither, no, neither do I.
0: My German is pretty lackluster at best, so... Uh, yeah. So, anyway, look forward to German conduits in Enderair 114.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Enderits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just call them pipes. It's done. Just everything is pipes. No, no we can't <laughs> call them pipes.
0: No. They're not pipes. They're more than pipes.
1: <laughs> ender pipes.
0: ender pipes. There we go. That's <laughs> the new name. Uh, so but Yeah, I think Excuse it looks me. like it's got a lot of uh, lot of potential. The mobs are cute. The jellyfish stuff they've been showing off in their own Discord has looked really cool. Um, looking at coral reefs with all the different corals they've added as well, it looks just looks so fun, so bright, so colorful. I'm just excited
1: it actually reminds me a bit of um now i know that a lot of people uh, will draw these connections because the games do have some some similarities but it reminds me of a bit of the uh the vanity stuff and creativity of terraria how you go into like the desert or the ocean and stuff and you get a lot of blocks as well as functionalities of like you get a, a cactus chair or if you're in you know the ocean you could get like a coral uh throne or something like that you know it, it just makes me think of how it adds in a lot of extra uh just vanity stuff as well and i realized that minecraft itself had some of that this feels like it expands on it a lot more and it does make it feel a lot more inviting in that way
0: yeah that's that's something actually in one fourteen I really liked there's so many more just blocks and vanity items like even going to the villages and seeing the hay bales in use in the world generation makes me feel more inspired to build something cool Mm -hmm. it's like oh there's nothing wrong with just vanity items and even just playing vanilla itself makes me think like I built a house on day two when playing vanilla when I'm playing modded I find the nearest cave and I mine until I have 64 stacks of every ore in the pack (laughs) And then I come back and I'm like, oh, I'll just build a small machine in here to double my, oh, I'll just do this. And then like, I never make iron tools. And it's just, it's a whole mess playing vanilla. It's <laughs> so, so relaxing. Just walking over, building a house and being like, oh, I, I have a place to live where I can't be hit by zombies <laughs> or like random creeper explosions breaking down my small cave entrance.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Also... One fourteen has made me officially feel guilty for robbing villagers. What? Why? Because, like, all the villagers, like, they have so much more emotion now, and they have, like, homes and, like, a bed in each of their homes, and they, they go to the homes, and I just walk in there and steal, like, all their bread, and it's just... <laughs>
1: You're all like, I'm the boss.
0: Get off my yeah, bed. Yeah, it's like, oh, food. I'm dying, but also, I'm sorry. This, this was your food. I stole, like, 16 emeralds. Like, they just had emeralds in their chest. And that, that was when I was like, okay, now now I'm the bad guy, aren't I? Yeah,
1: and you don't even have to lift a bucket up and put it over their head before you take them. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't think I
0: have a response for that. <laughs> well, that's a new mod, I'm sure. Someone make a mod for adding buckets to put over villager heads so that you can rob them
1: blind. <laughs> Skyrim mod. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I see out here you also have listed simple farming. Uh, speaking of your your simple vanilla life, this is another I'm one. Not
0: a vanilla Minecraft player, guys, I don't don't the... do mods anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, simple farming. Another thing I saw on Reddit. If you scroll through um, on the Watch page, the pictures of the crops actually look really good, and I think they look really good with one fourteen as well, which is what makes me even more excited. Like, I'm all for the new art style like I know that people have had their various opinions on it and you know what you're all wrong it's fantastic I love it it, mm-hmm. it every block looks like it can work together now like when I I built my standard style wood house that I like to build and then modified it slightly but it looked so much better because all of the blocks looked like they weren't just programmer art as moyang is now called it and I love it <laughs> and I'm all for more mods pushing the boundaries of programmer art so and also, get yourself artists and tell them that you love them dearly. Because, <laughs> like, honestly, yes, please. artists are so, so important. Yeah. So we, we need a shout out to all artists on the internet that make things, especially for modders. Yes. So, yeah. But no, simple farming. It looks really, really good. Um, and I'm really excited to play with this on DevCraft when DevCraft goes up
1: so the only thing that i i notice um on here that feels a little bit off for me now the the fruit trees and stuff like that that all seems really nice actually reminds me of uh rustic a bit but the bushes they seem very hedge-like and different from the the new bushes that were added by vanilla 114
0: what did the berry bushes look like again? I can't remember.
1: Uh, I think they're they're uh, built more like grass. You oh, know, like, yeah. Like long like grass.
0: Where I don't know. You can sneak I...
1: through them and stuff.
0: Yeah. These I are more like, like, like... These bushes.
1: These are different. These are more like a hedge. The other ones are more like, you know, you might be able to wade through a bush, but these ones are much more solid. So I guess I guess they're a different type of bush, one could say. I do like yeah, them, though.
0: I... I think they do. I think they look really good. That's the thing. I like yeah. them a lot, and I think I've always been a fan of rustic's appearance for the bushes. Mm-hmm. So looking at these ones, I'm like, yeah, these are these are exactly what. I
1: want. Yep.
0: Um, but yeah, I think I think that was a bold decision, especially considering that bushes exist in 114 now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but I like it. I think it's fantastic, and I like that there's not an overwhelmingly large number of crops.
1: yeah yeah like
0: the fact that there can be one image where i can understand what's going on makes me very happy
1: (laughs) i agree i agree i mean having some new foods is great you don't you don't need to go buck wild with it just kind of like scare people away with uh, too much varieta but it's it's good
0: i love that there's like a couple of foods like burgers and stuff i presume that require a couple of items to make but there's like for the most part they're just alternative options to existing food choices like there's fruit trees okay well i can get more types of fruit now so i have apple equivalents but different kinds that that's acceptable that's more than fine i think um what i'm unsure about though and i have not found this out yet is the eggplant they have called an eggplant or an aubergine Because if it's called an aubergine, I'm going to have to petition to rename it to eggplant, just so (laughs) that it can be clear that the mystical world one is magical, and that this one is a regular eggplant.
1: You could always just call it purple veg. (laughs) Weird, oddly shaped purple
0: carrot banana.
1: (laughs) I could (laughs) go with a few other names for it, but I think that uh, I I probably shouldn't say those.
0: (laughs) I have marked our uh, podcast as not having a mature content rating.
1: We have to maintain <laughs> it. What? I was thinking of, like, purple emoji. What do you want? <laughs> just... oh, oh, sorry. Purple yeah. emoji. My bad. Yeah, you go into the wrong places, of course. <clears throat> I wasn't thinking yes. of that at all.
0: Yeah. No, the innocent so... purple emoji. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. But as we as we salvaged this conversation, Valen, mm-hmm. you had one more one more mod you wanted to have a look at this week for more. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw one out there that because um, I was kind of glancing over the stuff that you'd put uh, that you had uh, put on the list here, and I saw one that I added, and it looked amazing. Yes, it is for fabric, but it looks like they are working on other versions for other loaders <laughs> and stuff. Different. Um yeah, rift uh everything at this point. Light loader, rift fabric. Uh uh, so it looks like they're probably gonna be doing forge as well. But it's called Mini HUD, and it looks amazing. If if people have seen um uh lag goggles, it like takes that and applies it to everything that you would like to learn on the F3. Uh, screen in vanilla minecraft it like uh, collision boxes it can highlight all those in a large area the height map can be outlined for uh, what things are looking like um it can show (laughs) just so much cool pathfinding of mobs um different facings if they're solid block faces or not it's visually everything that a mod pack maker might need to know to make a pack or find an issue with one item interacting with another. It looks like this is like the best visual tool ever. <laughs> it's just really impress- impressive in my mind. So yeah,
0: no, I think it's got so much information. And honestly, would be useful even in Dev, especially when you're, especially with Block Craftery. My goodness, trying to handle the collision boxes and stuff for a mod that adds slopes is quite mm. interesting. Yeah. I would very much appreciate being able to visualize some of the stuff.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, many HUD mod indeed. It's only <laughs> only a small HUD mod. Yeah, it has a few small things. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a very pack and developer focused yeah. mod.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm a I, big fan. I I think that it's going to be very, very useful, and I would hate for oh, it to totally. just be looked over and people just be like, meh, I'm not going to use that, which I understand. You know, your average player probably won't, And but I could see it being so helpful.
0: Mm, I totally so, agree. Yeah, that was, no, that was I pretty think, much. Yeah, no, that mod looks really interesting. I am glad that it's been found.
2: Mm-hmm
0: um yeah well i think that's most of what we wanted to cover the only other thing which i forgot to post a link for so i don't know where the link is Uh, (laughs) yeah oh wait no it's in our chat oh we're saved we're saved by past me thinking ahead (laughs) so let me let me copy this into the show notes but the Uh, crash report corner this week we're doing we're doing everything this week it's a long long episode but there are many many things that we wanted to talk about and one of them was crash report beautification (laughs) so we've talked at length in the past i think there was an entire episode dedicated to it where we discussed how hard it is to read a crash log especially as a user rather than a developer Mm -hmm. and There was a Reddit post recently that showed off a Minecraft crash analyzer. So you put in your crash report and it renders like a little image with a bunch of information about it, what could possibly have caused it, information about your computer and things to do with it. I remember
1: that. Yeah, I saw that. It looks really interesting.
0: I think even for a dev, it's nice to be able to look at a crash report and see that it doesn't look awful. That's a nice change. It's like it's readable, which is huge,
1: huge difference. <laughs> and I agree. It's, like um, a tra- it's a translator. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Fun fact on the topic of crash reports and handling them: One fourteen, as when it crashes, uh, Forge has built in a bunch of new ways to tell you X mod has crashed. Click button to report it, or click a button to find out more, um, or This mod crashed during load. We've stopped it loading for you, but the game is still booted. And I just want to have a shout out to the Forge team for trying really, really hard to successfully get it so that more people can see what they need to do when they have a crash.
1: Cool. That's very
0: cool. Yeah, it's a big change. Forge 114 is fantastic, guys. Everyone should come to the 114. That's what we need to do. That's the main change we need to make
1: i'm up for it yep
2: <laughs> oh
0: and i think i think that mostly catches us up on everything we've missed over the past two weeks
1: mm, i'm sure there's stuff that we've missed and we'll be catching up on in the yeah. future
0: i think the thing that we've definitely missed the most was my initial hype for the roots 3 release but now i have too many bug reports from you Valen, so I, I don't have any more hype for roots
1: you're welcome <laughs> love you <laughs> <laughs> send it all the uh. hearts <laughs> just
0: proof that I've been playing <laughs> yep you've definitely been playing you have found parts of the mod that I did not know existed so
1: that's my you. job
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, but I think it is time to move on to the Q&A portion of the episode So if you have any questions, type them into the Twitch chat. And if you are not live with us, whenever we are streaming live, you are able to come along and type your questions into chat. And we'll keep them in the podcast for posterity. Posterity. Thank you. Even. Saving me on that word. Hey, not a
1: problem. And for those that are curious about where we may end up broadcasting this, if you end up hearing this. In a non live area, then um, it's broadcast on the Mischief of Mice Twitch chat or channel. There you go.
0: Hey. So, first things first newbie's question, which is. yeah he asked it at the very start before he had to disappear
1: i didn't even uh, copy that i'm surprised you did
0: <laughs> i didn't many people have though many many people have copy pasted Noobie's question. the <laughs> question uh, but the what is sufficient documentation for a mod that is the question
1: what is sufficient documentation for a mod
0: there's a longer version of it in the chat but the main thing is, what is sufficient documentation for the mod?
1: Right. I mean, it, it, I'm going to have to agree with the, the first comment he makes immediately after. Obviously, it depends on the size of the mod and the mod contents itself. I mean, if you have something really small, then just perhaps a few tooltips might clue people in. Whereas other ones... Um, <laughs> They have their entire wiki page, you know, thinking of like a uh, witchery, you know, <laughs> the mod author made their own entire web page. Um, so, or, you know, like their own website, I should say to support all of the questions and everything about it, but, uh, it, it varies so much. Uh, and you know, just being a person who makes tutorials, uh, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes, I have to say that um, each person is going to be different because it, I've posted uh, tutorials out on on Reddit before and people are like, oh, that's great. I hate watching YouTube videos to learn My- Minecraft mods. Can't you put it out in text? And then I've seen people that have also done that and they've put it in text. Uh, there are some other Redditors that uh, have done like the tutorial style that I do, but they put it in uh, text really thorough, like a bit by bit. Uh, or more and they get the exact opposite response. Oh, I can't take walls of text. Can you put it in a visual slide? <laughs> and it's like I I'm happy when I when we've got both because I feel that that helps to I don't know, kind of alleviate a lot of people's preferences because each person learns in a different way. So it, you can never have enough, but I guess you can also have too much. If you've got nonstop just like lines and lines and lines of, you know, stuff for people to read, they're probably just going to be like, I don't need an instruction manual. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 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 I'm guilty of that. You know, I, I'll look at something. I'll be like 56 pages and there's no way to get through to the the information I need on 52, page 52 without just hitting page forward fifty. Fifty two times <laughs> or fifty one <laughs> times. Then I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, I'll just figure it out. And then I, I don't figure it out and I just complain about the mod, you know. Be me, that person, you know.
0: <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no, I, I I definitely agree. The I think part of the reason this question came up is we've had a bit of a discussion in the Mystic Mods chat recently about how much documentation is acceptable or what forms of documentation are good. And it's funny actually, because one of the people in the chat was uh had, was playing Roots and Embers and other mods that modern mods that have built-in documentation books and then tried to play um, a tech mod. And tech mods really just don't have built-in documentation books normally apart from immersive engineering. Mm. And they were just like, I, I don't want to play these because you know, alt tapping out to look at a wiki or trying to find um, a YouTube video, especially in the case of something like Ender.io, where mm-hmm. there is no wiki, there is only YouTube. <laughs> um, it's Sorry. like... I don't wiki. <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. yeah <laughs> I, I don't wiki either anymore, but there was a day I definitely did. Um, I'm just used to those mechanics now, so I just kind of assume my way through the mod.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is such a different attitude to the one that I used to have. And I think that kind of is what inspired this conversation of like, how do you make good documentation? Is it enough to just take like photos? Sorry, to like put things in JEI tooltips or do you need an entire documentation book? Like what is the appropriate process? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of more documentation is better than less documentation, but on the same side, so on the flip side, I've still not made a full patchouli book for (laughs) Ender.io. So (laughs) there's actually a few reasons for why I haven't done that yet. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is tricky. It is incredibly tricky to write a lot of documentation. Mm -hmm. And at least personally, I'd prefer it if a mod dev spends more time making a mod and putting slightly less documentation than is probably strictly required in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can come up with a a good example of how a lot of documentation still may not end up helping. Um, And I'm not saying that this is negative in any way, but uh, to say like Hearthwell my i i went in blind i purposefully did this i did not want to spoil it or anything like that i wanted to see how it felt learning it and i still i still had a little stumble i mean i've i've got a lot of experience with learning mods so i do tend to pick it up okay but it was i was like all right so what i placed down this block and it it just keeps on popping back off and I felt, just through stubborn will, and I wasn't even reading the book. I didn't read the book at all. I don't know why. Oh I was just following the, <laughs> the quest line. I was just like, I just got to jam this thing down, and it, it just, it's going to stay, dang it. I was just determined, and, and then it worked. It turned out that it's just a matter of time it needs, and that's how the lower tier ones work, is that the item will pop off the ground. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just jamming things together. You know, and there's these wonderful GIFs that Wolf Force has on his uh, Curse Forge page that shows you how things work. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. And I still remember those, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I thought, I'll just do what the GIF is doing. And I, and that's what I kept doing, and it wasn't working, and it wasn't working. I didn't realize that I just had to do it long enough, and it would work. You know, And finally it did. And if I'd have read the book, I would have known this. So it's like sometimes you might have more than enough... It's just the user being stubborn (laughs) and not wanting to spend the time to learn the proper method of doing it. And yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, in answer to Newbie's question, which he is not here for, Mm -hmm. feels bad for Newbie, there can never be too much documentation. It's totally dependent on the mod. But everyone has a totally different reception on documentation. You're not going to be able to please everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I think though, once there are some videos on Roots Three, Roots Three will probably be at a pretty safe point of documentation. There's an in-game manual. There's mm-hmm. JI descriptions and recipes for everything, mm-hmm. and there'll be a video. And I think you can't do much
1: better than that. Mm-hmm. And I've I personally found the patchouli book searchable option. Made it so simple. I mean, mm-hmm. if I had a question or something, I'm like, I started reading something out of order or I was doing something weird. All I had to do was just click on the index in the patchouli book, do a search. And there was my answer. I was looking at the wrong chapter. You know, I was like, okay, cool. Is <laughs> that simple. It, it was very easy to work with. So, yep. yeah. I'm pretty to
0: happy with how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, another question Glovo has for us. Mm-hmm. What is the best thing to happen in modding you've per- personally witnessed, and what would you really like to witness in the somewhat near future for modding?
2: Mm. Ooh,
0: I have an easy answer for this one, but I feel like it's kind of the like the cheat answer.
1: No, go for it. Come on. Forge.
0: <laughs> like, true, um, true. Yeah, like that's what I meant by cheat answer. Like, I remember when you couldn't really install two mods at the same time without them all falling apart and it has been amazing seeing that change um that's one of the things that i have really struggled with when seeing fabric and hearing a couple of people who've tried to make fabric packs talking about fabrics cross mod compatibility is not always great Mm -hmm. and that's something that I have always appreciated about Forge. And in the recent times where we've had Rift and Fabric, definitely even more so appreciated just Forge handling mod compatibility. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's my easy answer.
1: I will accept that easy answer and say, let's go to the next one because I don't have anything different. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
0: what would you like really like to witness in the somewhat near future for modding? Oh, yeah this one's a really tricky question
1: Mm, and somewhat hmm i don't know i mean i i like how uh currently vanilla minecraft is taking one aspect and refurbishing it like they took Mm. water There's the underwater content. It was just barren. It was gravel. (laughs) That was it. You had a a, a monument thing that you could explore, but it was just like boring as heck to find. And they just made it this wonderful add on. And then recently they did villages, which was actually in my mind, a big old eyesore. The only thing that I ever liked about it was there's a blacksmith. That means that there's a loot chest in there. (laughs) I would like it if they continued I guess with more vanilla based interesting structures to explore like the monument. The village itself is interesting now. The um the jungle temple and mm. the desert temple were are both you know have their own little thing, but they're not very long. They're not very big. There's not much of interest about them. I would like something more of along those lines i guess like some more interesting structures i love finding new structures especially if there's something different about each one like if one jungle uh, temple is actually designed different and has some different functions to it so if they take some of the new stuff that they've been doing with the villages where you can interchange all the different segments of a village and get a different village in every single one that is unique then and they can apply that to like temples or little uh like uh enemy encampments or something like that that would be awesome uh, that's something that i would like
0: yeah i think i totally agree with the sentiment of adventure and reworking old parts of the game i love that oceans are these massive massive explorable areas now what i really want to see is as vanilla keeps doing these biome overhauls because they did a tiger biome i think last patch 114 Mm -hmm. i know they were talking about possibly doing deserts and other biomes yep they've really really focused on making these biomes so individual because in the past it's been like well i guess i have a different type of wood and occasionally some snow or (laughs) like yeah oh look this desert has cacti and oh that desert has red sand but for the most part biomes have been pretty samey and it's cool seeing those changes and i'd like to see more mods making use of the surface for the most part like because now whenever vanilla changes something all mods can gather around that like there's now like 14 crafting stations or something rather than just crafting table furnace. move on with your life Mm -hmm. and something as simple as that is game changing for modded because every time a modded user adds a new villager they want to add a new table now and especially since they're mostly cubes they don't like you don't need to feel terrified to make this a complicated model to be fair if you want to go for it (laughs) but some of them are very very basic cubes and there's something really interesting about seeing those sorts of changes and going hmm i wonder what mod of minecraft could do with this i think villages are going to be massive and i really want biome specific things to be occurring i want more like buildings in specific biomes with very specific looter mechanics like you can't get foxes and berry bushes outside of a tiger biome that's a reason to investigate it Mm -hmm. that's all it takes i don't care about spruce wood but i would love to have foxes and i would love to have berry bushes done (laughs) and with the introduction of like the campfire you have more incentives to wander around and spend a night out under the stars and that's what I really, really like is more incentives to adventure, more reasons to not just settle in one area and build a massive factory and call it home. And I really hope that not only do new mods come out that make use of that, but old mods when they update reassess the way they work to work with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Like backpacks just make shulker boxes useless, <laughs> so that entire update feels worthless. That's how that like that's the biggest thing about that update. Is shulker boxes change vanilla Minecraft, and Few mods have changed to make their backpacks later in the game or like make it so shulker boxes are super important. I have no reason to f- get shulkers in vanilla. Sorry, in um, modded. That's just sad.
2: Don't circumvent
0: new mechanics. Follow them. Side mm. rant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I presume we've been asked more questions since then, but I have not been following. I got distracted.
1: <laughs> um well I've got like Atomic asks something a bit more specific and I, I have no idea what he's actually talking about, but he says, Do you know what the deal is with the generated resources gradle step in 114?
0: Hmm. Uh, no <laughs> um, I like, I've seen it. You'd have to ask... Actually, I think you have to ask Lex, because I don't think Amma had much of a chance to do that stuff. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry about that. I am unhelpful.
1: <laughs> oh, Rowan has asked, is there a mod that you didn't feature due to bad documentation? Oh, and she directed it at me. Uh, yes. I've done it
0: on DevCraft. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, there have been many, many... Uh, I don't think people understand that when I do a bit by bit usually there have been four to uh, i would say an average of three to four other mods that i didn't do a bit by bit on because either the mod wasn't in a very advertisable form uh, it was crashy it didn't have uh, documentation that was actually helpful or it steered people away often though if a mod doesn't have documentation and it's pretty solid that's reason for me to do a bit by bit because it needs it. And if it's a cool mod, then people would miss it. So I do try to take that into consideration. Not having documentation isn't necessarily a bad thing. It can be, it can make a a mod very difficult to uh, learn though, if it's a rather large one and it doesn't have anything about it, you know, so thank thank goodness for things like patchouli that uh, encourage people to to make simpler documentation you know
0: (laughs) if anyone can rally an army of modders to successfully make documentation for their mods it's thank
1: goodness
0: (laughs) oh my goodness um yeah no i know i've definitely pulled the this has no documentation i'm not putting it in the pack um card a few times um I've done it with art as well, but usually I've done it with art when it's very clear that the art is lacking and when art is lacking, not people, not many people are using it and the issue tracker is hidden. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, okay, I don't feel comfortable using your mod because I have no, no idea where it's going to end up. Uh, but documentation is really important not having documentation or up-to-date documentation it's really really tricky to want to integrate your mod into a pack because (laughs) if you can't work it out how are the users going to work it out thank you to devs of mod packs like enigmatica and modern skyblock that have huge quest lines that guide you through mods that have literally zero documentation yep but my goodness it does not it does not take much to add a JEI tooltip. At least do that. Yep. Sincerely, your local squid.
1: Uh, I'll sign that petition. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I I'm, I've i been um I didn't mention it in the podcast, but I've been working on a bit of stuff for gadgetry for 114. And like, that's not gonna have a patchouli book. That is not happening. But there'll be JEI tooltips that say, hey, this thing does this. <laughs> like, if you mm-hmm. wanna if you wanna smelt things, you can do it in the furnace. If you wanna grind things, you can do it in the grinder.
1: Done. That's all you need. Yup.
0: Um, but yeah.
1: I think that might be about it.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's it. I've not seen any more questions come through. So I think that's all there is to say. So thank you all who've come out for the live show and thank you all for listening on your favorite podcasting service. I apologize that the other episodes are still not up. My uh, computer was having a bad time, and then I flew away for a week. So here we are again, <laughs> out of date on episodes on every podcasting surface.
1: <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks again for coming out. Um, we'll see you. Yep, it's been fantastic. Next time? next time,
0: yes. There'll be a next time. There should be a next time.
1: Yes, should should be same same bad time, same bad channel. Indeed. Here on the wrong podcast.
0: <laughs> Thank you all for coming
2: out,
1: and we'll see you again later.
2: Bye.